So if you uh, share some, this is for our online congregation, and that's going really well. We're up to, some, we get 35 to 60 people each week. So we've gone from 3 to 18 to a good number. And they really like to hear you laugh. And when, last week when we had the sermons, I had the part one and part two, and they heard everyone laughing in the background, which brought a, brought a sense of joy. So what was your star? What led you to Jesus? I have a microphone, and if you don't mind being recorded, you don't have to identify yourself. I'll, if you're worried, I'll start off. My star was a moment of watching a DVD. It was a Touched by an Angel series that I liked. And I'd ordered these DVDs way like January and they came around in June and I'd, I'd completely forgotten about it. And there was an episode called Jacob's Ladder and it was about a Vietnam vet and how all, he'd been in Vietnam and he'd seen all the things that had just covered his life with murkiness and darkness and he had no un- understanding of how Jesus could be there, how God could be in those situations. But in Vietnam there was an angel called Claire and she brought light and joy and care. And he saw her in action. And he remembers that that was the feeling that he had about Jesus being, about God being present. But since his time in Vietnam, he couldn't reconcile his life. Mayday, who was the person that he was trying to save, was ripped out of his hands in a helicopter. But then all of a sudden, God brings his life together with other things. And all of a sudden he comes across Mayday and he comes across Claire and he comes across all the things that had been left unhealed and God brought a great healing for him. And I found myself thinking about the darkness that had covered me and all the things that were covering me at the time and I just couldn't see my way out of it. And the tagline that brought me to tears was just put your hand up and God will take you to heaven. And so without knowing how to get out of the murkiness of that situation, I put my hand up to God and he took me home. That was my star. That was the time I really knelt and felt Jesus and God in my life and felt Jesus cover me and surround me. What was your star? What led you to Jesus? I have a microphone and if you don't mind being recorded, you don't have to identify yourself. If you're worried, I'll start off. My star was a moment of watching a DVD. It was a Touched by an Angel series that I liked. And I'd ordered these DVDs way like January and they came around in June and I'd I'd completely forgotten about it. And there was an episode called Jacob's Ladder and it was about a Vietnam vet and how all... He'd been in Vietnam and he'd seen all the things that had just covered his life with murkiness and darkness and he had no understanding of how Jesus could be there, how God could be in those situations. But in Vietnam, there was an angel called Claire and she brought light and joy and care and he saw her in action and he remembers that that was the feeling that he had about Jesus being, about God being present. But since his time in Vietnam, he couldn't reconcile his life. Mayday, who was the person that he was trying to save, was ripped out of his hands in a helicopter But then all of a sudden, God brings his life together with other things. And all of a sudden, he comes across Mayday and he comes across Claire and he comes across all the things that had been left unhealed and God brought a great healing for him. And I found myself thinking about the darkness that had covered me and all the things that were covering me at the time and I just couldn't see my way out of it. And the tagline that brought me to tears was, just put your hand up 
and God will take you to heaven. And so, without knowing how to get out of the murkiness of that situation, I put my hand up to God and he took me home. That was my start. That was the time I really knelt and felt Jesus and God in my life and felt Jesus cover me and surround me. So what was the time that you were covered and surrounded by Jesus? What was the time that you really felt Jesus in your life? If anyone would like to share, just put your hand up. I have a microphone. I can meet me, me brother. You and your brother? What, yeah. what happened for you guys? Oh, he's in hospital for a while. He's in hospital. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that, brother. Anyone else? At school, I've been with a group of friends that wasn't the best and I think that's what made me question God um, and I felt like I just really needed to leave them so I think God helped me through that. Um, I suppose I'd been a Christian all my life, brought up in Christian traditions and um, but I was going through a really hard time in my life and I felt very unloved and wondered where God was in all that and I was asked to go away on a Christian weekend and I got there and I thought what am I doing here um, this is not the place for me but listening to one of the talks someone said Jesus loves you and they seemed to be looking straight at me and I just burst into tears and people surrounded me with lots of love and uh, yeah that's when I started to Come good and, and move on in my life. Anyone else? Yes. Um, I was also in a dark place. I just got divorced and I was just feeling that no one cares. Where am I going to go from here? What am I going to do? And I came up to Karanda to visit my son. And I just, he had such peace about him and I didn't know why because we'd never spoken of God or Jesus. I mean, I'd always believed in God, but we'd never spoken or worshipped. And I saw something in my son, and I thought, I want what he's got. What, I want that peace that he's got. So I started to ask questions. Then I came home, and I started to go to church. But I really didn't know how to pray, so I used to write Every time I went to church, she used to come home and write a letter to God about my thoughts, about my concerns, about my worries. And every, I did that for a long time. And I, as I learned more and more, I started to read the Bible. I didn't understand it, but I started to read it. But the more I turned to God, to Jesus... And one day I heard him say, clearly, 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 I heard him say, Kath, I want you in Atherton. So I packed up my place, sold up my unit, and went, came up to Atherton to live. I got baptised, submerged, met some wonderful, wonderful Christian ladies, learnt more and more and more, and the more I know of Jesus. I know that he's my friend. I can talk to him about anything and I know he's had his hand on me all my life. I lost 
faith in God when I was 16. My baby sister died suddenly. Then it wasn't until I was about 46. I was at a crossroad. It was a very hard crossroad. Didn't matter where I turned, I knew it was going to be uphill. Then I didn't go to church very much, not until about um, another 30 years later. And I've been coming ever since and I feel close to God and to the people in my church community. Thank you. Yes, um, so um, around about um, eight years ago, and I grew up um, not not as a believer, and um, I had a vision of the tree of life, and I saw my forefathers um, stemming back all the way back to, to the beginning, to, to Adam, and I saw a great ball of light that um, came down from my forefathers' side, and it was the Holy Spirit, and and the ball of light came down my my forefather's side, and I saw all their lives, and and I saw that it was um, all part of the scriptures um, from the the line of David, and the ball went through Christ, and 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 it came down my forefather's line and came down to me, and I felt as though I had been baptized by by the Holy Spirit, and uh, I became a believer, and ever since then I've been walking with God, and. Uh, it's been a great journey and it's gotten me here with all you lovely people. So, thank you. So I'm not sure, but uh, as, as we just had a few stories there, I'm sure that if we opened up to a lot more stories, the theme that I'm hearing is that there's not one way to know Christ. There's not one way to be convicted. There's not one way to see God. And we see that in the testimony of Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1 shows the testimony that the Messiah is going to come from the house of Israel. The Redeemer of the world is coming through the lineage that is presented into the world. And in the second chapter, which we read today, we see that this testimony of Christ Christ being the Messiah of the world is reinforced by the fact that we have people who are outside the nation of Israel finding a star to follow to Jesus, finding a star to follow to where Jesus is and paying homage. But not only do they pay homage, they also understand the role of the Messiah to be born, to preach and to die, and hence the gold, myrrh and frankincense. We see from people outside of the nation of Israel an understanding of what the Messiah is going to do. And so, we might have an understanding in biblical terms of God, but it is that star, it is the star that Jesus puts in your life that leads you to him to be convicted in that deeper sense. Whilst Jesus was part of the nation of Israel, a lot of the people, as we read further on in the testimony of Matthew, we see a lot of people rejecting Jesus, particularly those who should have known who Jesus was. And sometimes I feel that as well. As I move between people and people that understand things, I, I get these rules and regulations put on me about how, this, or how I should think or what I should think. And I have an understanding of those rules, but 
They seem to take my relationship from Jesus further away at different times. As we come to understand Jesus, as we come to understand the epiphany today, as we come to understand the movement of the Magi, it wasn't anything that any human did that brought the Magi to Jesus. It was the inspiration of God in their hearts, minds and souls. The inspiration of the Lord God who worked through whatever religious or spiritual belief that they had for them to follow a star to bring them to Christ. Jesus says he doesn't come to deny the law, but he comes to fulfill the law. He doesn't come to deny your life and where you're at. Jesus comes to just say to you, look, wherever you're at, put me into your life, put me into your mix, and let's see what happens. Let's see how your life frees up. Let's see how you become a person that isn't held by idols or held by anxiety or worry or fear, but all of a sudden can release kindness, compassion and love into the world. Wherever we are at, wherever God is at, we can meet together. And where we are at and where God is at can come together in a way that is amazing and takes us home to the Father. And I would like to suggest that wherever you're at, whether your faith is strong or whether you've just come today and you're unsure or whether you're still a seeker, there is no one way to get to that point where you are completely in God's care and know that God surrounds you and nurtures you and keeps you. Every way is going to be different. Every faith journey is going to require you to seek deeper into yourself to look into your heart, mind and soul at a deeper level each and every day to allow the Holy Spirit to go deeper and to convict you and to reach into those darkest points of your life in order for the light of the star to guide you forward. As we pray for each other, as we pray with each other, let's always have the idea in front of us, let's always put that star in front of us that says, Wherever we are in our relationship with God, whether there are positive things happening or challenging things happening, there is always a moment that the star never leaves us, that the light never leaves us, that we should never ever feel like we are in this journey alone. And so as the, as the wise men, as the magi move forward, they still were given dreams by God. They were still encouraged by God to follow his word. And his word was to walk away from Herod and go a different way. Wherever you are at, maybe there is going to be a moment where God's going to ask you to walk away from your thoughts or ideas or whatever is distracting you from our Lord God and to walk into a different path. I don't know. Because my journey is very different to your journey. And whilst I can share what happened to me, you still have to go through your own journeys. And I pray that those journeys are with God. And I pray that you do release the Holy Spirit into your heart, mind and soul so that you can journey forward and move through this season of epiphany having some aha moments that bring you closer each and every week. The Lord be with you.